Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. We are live. Paul Mancano and Bobby Blanco for the introductory episode of the Masson All Access Podcast. This is really a momentous day. Broadcasting from the warehouse. I'm Paul. He's Bobby. Bobby, how you feeling? Well, Paul, the first thing you need to know about podcasts, not actually live. We're recording no, right now, yep. but when people listen to this, <laughs> hopefully it will. they'll be waking up to a beautiful day on opening day yeah. as the Orioles set the face the Twins to start a brand new campaign here true. at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I'm so used to Facebook Live for Mass and All Access because that's typically our medium. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, but we are not officially live, but we are in the warehouse. And tomorrow, as you mentioned, opening day, they do this weird thing where they have opening day on the Thursday off on Friday, and then the two games to finish up the series on Saturday, Sunday. Yes, it's a weird thing, but it comes in handy. They do that for a reason. If you go down I-295, yeah. the Nationals starting in Cincinnati already postponed till Friday afternoon because right. of the impending rain in Cincy. So they do that. It is weird, but yeah. they do it for a reason. Yeah, uh, or it could just not rain. That would probably be the best answer. That would be ideal, yes, because you don't want to get that orange carpet, carpet all wet and soggy, the ones the players run down from center field. Yes. You want to get that clean. Also, you don't want anyone slipping and sliding on and getting me. Maybe hurt this on the is first true. game of the season. Yeah, I don't want to see one out of one sixty-two. You want a little more than one game, huh? Yeah, torn ACL before first pitch would probably not be ideal. Well, let's hope that none of that happens. Uh, let's not even talk injuries because this is the start of the season. All happy thoughts. Uh, this team today working out um, for the first day uh, in a little bit of a drizzle, but um, we got to talk big picture with this team, Bobby, because. Uh, this Orioles team right now, as per usual, seems like just about every April, every March, people tend to have lowered expectations for this team. Uh, this year, I think most of it coming from the fact that they have two juggernauts in their division and the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, but people are not expecting too much from this Orioles team. But I think they maybe should have higher expectations than they do at the time being. I love the uh, MassInSports.com. Steve Molesky writes, pretty much a yearly blog on the Pakoda projections every mm-hmm. every offseason, and I believe it's now got to be at least five years in a row they predicted the Orioles to finish last. And <laughs> since 2012, the Orioles have three playoff appearances, <laughs> one division title, so mm-hmm. you can never take those projections too seriously. Yes, it's crazy, Paul, it's crazy, because a month ago, I think the safe bet and probably the fair mm-hmm. bet would have been the Orioles were going to finish last yeah. in the AL East um, like they did last year. They yep. played, lost. I, they fell from third to last and I think, the last week of the season. Pretty much. If not basically the last two weeks. Yeah. But it's crazy how much a month can change because the Orioles made two signings. Mm-hmm. They got Andrew Kashner, which we were down there for for during Max and All Access Live from yes, the, uh, we spring were. training in Sarasota. Yep. And then just recently, Alex Cobb. Mm-hmm. And I think, me personally, those two signings alone bumped the Orioles up to maybe third if not, they can sneak into second place in the ALEs. I think they can surprise some people this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also in the last month, it seems like the Rays just took the snap and just punted it away. So they are also... Punting punt- on third down, always a good decision. Always a good decision, and that's what appears to be what the Rays have in plan for this season. So I think that helps. So, I mean, how much do you... <laughs> you can also counterbalance the fact that you have two teams in this division who are going to be stellar... You have two teams in this division that are really going to be 
probably in the basement of the American League. Definitely the Rays, and if the Blue Jays perform kind of like they did last season where the offense just wasn't there and the pitching certainly was not there because of the injury struggles, um, they, you know, they could also be in the bottom of the American League. But I'm glad you brought up those two pitchers that the Orioles signed. Andrew Kashner and Alex Cobb, both ACs, both in their early 30s. A lot of similarities, actually, between these two guys. They had ERAs, uh, you know, 340 and 366, very close together. Um, these two guys, I think, you know, these they are supposed to fill out this rotation. Kashner was not a huge surprise. Cobb, I think, was the bigger surprise just because of the amount of years and the amount of dollars they committed to him. Well, if you, well, think about it this way, Paul. Had I told you mm-hmm. at the end of last season, or the start of free agency, so the end of the last World Series, um, that the Orioles would go into opening day with re-signing Chris Tillman yep. to go along with Bundy and Gosman, of course, and then adding Andrew Kashner and Alex Cobb to this rotation, what would you have said? You probably would have been pretty excited, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I can't imagine any Orioles fans or even the players themselves and management and coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera, aren't really excited about these two signings because these two guys, like I said, just said, I think they elevate this team to a middle-of-the-pack, if not a you know, into a contender almost. You know, yeah. I'm not projecting them to win the World Series or even make the playoffs, but they can definitely be there. You know, that's what you want. You want to play meaningful games in late September, uh, making down the stretch, try to make a run. Hopefully, they get into wild card. I think these guys are the right guys. And like you said, the contract, the money allowed it. I mean, the Orioles have are known for not giving mm-hmm. long term contracts to pitching. Four years for Cobb. Um, I think they're investing not just into this year to contend this year but also for years to come they're that that so-called window right is not closed and that's what they're that's what they're saying with these two guys yeah i think it's it's tough because a lot of people like to uh, complain about the management or you know are they rebuilding or are they contending and they have said consistently that they are contending it's tough though to plan your team around the other stuff that happens i mean they weren't expecting the yankees to get to get uh, john carlos stanton and to add, you know, it's, it's for Aaron Judge to be who he is. J.D. Martinez to the Red Sox. Exactly. Uh, you, you figured the Red Sox would be a good team, and you figured the Yankees would, you know, but they are ahead of schedule. I mean, the Orioles have planned to contend for quite a while. Um, and, you know, it's it's difficult for them to, you know, if they, for them to look around their division and say, well, time to punt, I guess, time to uh, go against everything that we've been planning for. So Trade everyone. <laughs> How many times did we hear that this offseason, Paul? Trade yeah. them all. Yeah, pretty much. Look, when you have the core that you have, and you have the guys who are still in their 20s, who are as productive as they are, a lot of homegrown guys in Machado, in Scope, even Davis, who figures to have a bounce-back year, and we'll touch on that later. Um, guys that Mancini, coming up in, into his own last season, it's very, very difficult to then turn around and do a 180 on the guys that you already have in the clubhouse and say, you know what, we're not we're giving away this season. We're going to just malign ourselves to fourth or fifth place. I mean, like you said, Bobby, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that this go on record and say this team's making the playoffs, uh, and I'm certainly not gonna say that they're gonna finish in the top one two of this division because we, those still spots still belong to New York and Boston, I think. But they have certainly pieces that. If they play like they did for the first in April, May, June, July, and August, and just not September, if they can do that for every month of the season, then I think that they'll be okay. They were a hot and cold team last year, Bobby. Back to that point about making a 180 on your players, could you imagine if they did that to guys 
a guy like Adam Jones, who oh, is yeah. going into his 11th big leagues, I think 11th season in Baltimore. Yeah. A guy who's been the face of this franchise, the cap 10, so to speak, um, for this club. Can you imagine just going to him in his contract year, his last year here in Baltimore, being like, you know what, we're not going to really go for it. The guy who has been in meetings with managing owner Peter Angelos, with Buckshaw Walter, Dan yeah. Duquette, who has been asking for help and talent since the day he got here and has always tried to bring a winning ball club, winning product to the field here at Camden Yards. I mean, that would that would be such an injustice, and I'm not not saying that the Orioles would ever do that. I'm just saying, could you imagine had they done that? Yeah. Um, and a guy, and you, as we were in the clubhouse today, and you could see the excitement going around. The guys are ready to start the season. Obviously, a brand new season mm-hmm. um, is exciting to begin with, and anyways, but. You know, there's kind of like it feels like an injection a little bit in the arm of excitement of juice. You know, not yeah, not so to speak, but um, <laughs> for for a new season and the guys are ready to go out there and perform and content and and go after Boston New York yeah. and be like, hey, we're not just rolling over here. We're gonna be there at the end. And yeah. you're right, take out last September. I mean, you remember how excited this town was with you know with Tim Beckham coming over at the trade deadline, right. the run they made, the run that he made. I mean, he. Um, had a great oh, August, it was terrific. Yeah. great first couple of weeks and a great month of August when he came over. So yes, just you know, it's kind of a start to finish. It's a long run. It's a haul. Yeah, it's a grind. The baseball season, but this this team is built now to win definitely and to contend. And we'll see how how it turns out come uh, come September. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, let's talk about the fact that you know we we've touched on it. The fact that they were up, they were in it really up until September first. They were a game and a half on September 1st, out of that second wildcard spot in the American League. Mm-hmm. You take basically the whole team. I mean, they, they're the only people that they really lost, Seth Smith and Ubaldo Jimenez. Jeremy Hellickson. And Jeremy Hellickson. Um, there's a bunch of other guys who people are probably not happy to say goodbye J. J. to. J.J. Hardy. J.J. Yeah. Hardy. See, again, like not happy to say goodbye to, but kind of, you know, how to let go. Right. Same. Um, same. Pretty much. Yeah. You, you return all of the major pieces, especially on offense. You have Beckham for a whole season, as opposed to just July 30, 31st onward. And I think the rotation. You re- say you replace Ubaldo Jimenez with Andrew Kashner, and you replace Jeremy Hellickson with uh, Alex Cobb. I think automatically, and there are certainly concerns, certainly red flags with both those guys, uh, and we'll touch on that as well later. Uh, but that's automatically, I think, a step up. Uh, and, it, you know, you, it's it's all about the other team. You can look at the other teams in the division, like I've said. But it's it, on paper, on paper, the team that they have this year as, as compared to the team they had last year, very close, if not a better team at this point. And, and staying specifically with the rotation, think mm-hmm. about how much pressure is relieved from Dylan Bundy and Kevin Osman oh, yeah. with the signing of Kashner and Cobb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the weight is off their shoulder. I said earlier, and I do another podcast um, covering all local sports, and I said, you know what? Like, I think there's something we said for that because Kevin Gosman, you know, got the opening day start last year mm-hmm. and just had. He's never been known as a start-to-finish guy. He's yeah. always been struggling out of the gate and always had strong finishes. But last year, it just seemed like there might have been too much pressure on him to be the quote-unquote ace of yeah. the staff. And Dylan Bundy went out and had a great, great year. And I was thinking, you know what? Let Dylan Bundy be that guy. Let, uh, he seems like he's cut enough, like cut out for the job mm-hmm. to have the spotlight on him yeah. or take the opening day ball, which he will tomorrow yep. or today. Sorry, this morning. Um and, you know, let Kevin Gosman kind of slide down the rotation. Focus on his own thing, you know? 
yeah. and, and work his on his own stuff. And I think Kevin Gosman can become the pitcher um, that we all expected him to be here in Baltimore. And that just relieves so much pressure from them. And, and the rotation can go out. I mean, <laughs> they can't only go anywhere but up this year, Paul, because last year was historically bad. This is true. They were definitely not very good. Uh, but look, Literally historically bad. <laughs> the, worst e- the worst ERA in Oro's history. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, and, and it has been much maligned. We know at this point how bad they, they were. And look, everybody was complaining for, the, for months and months about how um, this front office did not address... The pitching needs at the at Fan Fest. When are they going to sign somebody? You know, at winter meetings. When are they going to sign somebody or trade for somebody? Look, all of Major League Baseball, for whatever reason, was on some kind of sleep medication for and the offseason. That's a whole other topic. A whole other topic. We could go on for another hour about not, what happened to this offseason. Not going to drop the C word collusion, but I just did. Paul, you said it, Paul. I said the word. Uh, so basically, that I mean, there. So the Orioles were not the only team, basically, right. that were a little bit slow to get things started. Jake Arrieta was signed what two weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, they are in you know compared to the other teams, they might have moved fast. Yeah. And like I always like to say, I say this during the offseason and at the trade deadline, it takes two to tango. You can't just go out, yeah, make a trade. You know, okay, <laughs> well the other team slash player has to want to come. Yeah. Can't just go go sign this guy. Well, he has to want to come here too. Yeah. He can just say no. I don't want to go pitch there. I'm right. gonna go pitch somewhere else. I don't want to go play there. I don't like that stadium. I don't want to hit that deep right field. Whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. So it has to be the right fit, and it has to work out properly. And the stars have to align. Exactly. So I always tell people to remember that when you're complaining about trading or not trading or signing or not signing players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it is good though at this point I think to be talking about. Alex Cobb and Andrew Kashner and how they'll fit into the rotation as opposed to how are Jolie Rodriguez or you know any sundry <laughs> number of well of it guys also, that also takes a lot of pressure of guys like Mike Wright Jr. who who came into exactly, the season yeah. looking like I mean again we came into spring training with only two confirmed starters for the Orioles mm-hmm. and obviously Mike Wright has started plenty of games for those and he figured to contend for a rotation spot. Now he's not really pressured to be that guy anymore, and he kind of can slide into the, the long man, emergency starter guy out of the bullpen, who's also missing Zach Britton. So there's room for him there. Right. Um. So I, I again, everything kind of fell into line, and the pieces fell where they may be, and I think it's going to work out well for the birds this year. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. I will say this though. Last year, obviously, we all know how the season started so hot. It looked like the team was going to kind of continue that stellar September 2016 run into 2017 and looked like they were going to be that fiery one of the top teams in the American League East and it didn't turn out that way. This team I think might do the opposite. At this point, um, you know, Mark Trumbo obviously is out for still a few weeks. Um, Chris Davis has, you know, had health issues. Uh, Even Tim Beckham, even though he should be fine for opening day, has had health issues. Um, and the start, the two starting pitchers, Andrew Kashner and Alex Cobb, just have had not had many reps and have not had much time to start the season. Alex Cobb is literally running down the orange carpet for introductions and hopping on a plane going back to Sarasota to yeah. keep extended spring training going. As, so. as Buck said, he'll be in the air while we're throwing out the first pitch yeah, or yeah, something. Because he's like, just not ready. He yeah. has to go get his arm ready because he signed so late. And so, yeah, I, 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 Paul, I completely agree. I think we could see the complete opposite uh, what the Orioles did at the start of last year, this year, and it's good, uh, like all the injuries. I mean, especially um, the biggest one to me, and I think is a good news that because Buck refuses to say he's ahead of schedule, but Zach Britton. Yeah. I mean, I know 
the Orioles' bullpen is and has been a strength for this team for years now. But when you don't have the best closer in baseball in, out there, that means someone else who's not used to closing games it has to close the game. Yeah. And that's the hardest part of the in the bullpen. Maybe all of baseball yeah. is going out there getting those last three outs to protect a lead, a small lead. Yeah. So, you know, does that put pressure on the bats to make sure that they have a large enough lead mm-hmm. and that they don't really need to rely on their closer too much? Does that put a lot of pressure on Darren O'Day or Brad Brock or Michael Gibbon, whoever it may be, coming out of the bullpen to close out the games? Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. I, I caution and warn fans to not be too harsh on this team, I, I would say, right out the gate. At the gate, yeah. Um, because it's going to take some time for them to, feet, to get their feet under them. Sorry. Um, but I agree. I think once they hit their stride, once they get everyone back healthy, and and, and really start to you know play the Oriole way, so to speak, <laughs> I think they're uh, I think they're gonna be in good shape. Well, that's a positive. Yeah, why not? <laughs> message. It's a new play season. The way. It's a new season. It why is not? a new season. Why? What's the point of being pessimistic right now, Paul? At, exactly. At this point, it is the very end of March. It's even early for baseball, yeah. and we can't not be somewhat excited about this team. But. Yeah, I, I, I just want to touch quickly on, on Zach Britton because you mentioned him. Why there is a difference with those last three outs, I don't know. You don't know. We're not closers. Have never closed a game. Barely can pitch. Can't pitch. Can't throw. Paul, you, you're I, too harsh on yourself. Yeah. It's like, you got uh, a wicked sinker. I, those who have not seen me, I'm a small fellow. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> um, why those three outs for the last three outs are different, I don't know, but they just are. So they just have some kind of mental effect. There's a reason closers tend to be the weirdest guys in the game, Zach Britton excluded. He's a pretty normal oh, guy. I love Zach Britton. He's but a great guy. We, you know, we have seen our jo- fair share of Jonathan Papel Bonds and, and just odd, yes, odd dudes. So, you know, it. Brad Brock, terrific as a setup man. It's just a different game it's a different thing there has there's a switch that closers can just it's the good one the greats i mean mariano rivera i mean nowadays it's zach Britton, iglesias in cincinnati Mm -hmm. uh chapman um doolittle down in dc i mean they just have a switch that they can flip and and they're good and they're ready to go and they just have that i guess it's a killer instinct but also a calming sense to them because you can't get overhyped because then you're throwing too hard i.e blake trinan we've seen him (laughs) in, in this area um, but yeah, you're right. There's just it's yeah. a different animal between pitching the sixth, seventh, eighth, than the ninth. And on the flip side, they can flip that switch. But sometimes, if you ask them to get a six out save, they can't for right. whatever reason. Yeah. They or you know you ask them to pitch in a tie game or something like. So it's just a different animal. So that. But I, I am definitely you can't not be encouraged to see and hear from Buck about how far Zach Britton has come. You mentioned Buck has been very hesitant to say he's ahead of schedule because of the implications that that has and you know fans start to get excited a little anticipation but he definitely has shown all the signs from the exterior of being ahead of schedule and being ready hopefully for mid-season it's 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 a lot of parts a lot of moving parts i mean just like anything this time of year it's it's baseball there's so many different things to consider because uh rockabaka massinsports.com today reported from the meeting with buck showalter yes he should be ready by you know, early June, and then he kind of whispered, maybe sooner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot to go think about. It's like, all right, I mean, there's both sides need Zach Britton. I mean, the Orioles need him to pitch well. Yep. Zach Britton needs to, you know, pitch well to get because he had a bad year last year after yep. his historic 2016. So he needs to get back on track for himself. And then also, if we get to the July 31st trade deadline, and you know the Orioles aren't playing as well as we 
right now think they are going to, Zach Braden becomes a huge trade trade piece. And what what could they get back for him possibly? I mean, that's looking way further down the line, Paul. Right. I understand, but I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here when it comes to Zach. But hopefully, yes, around June, yeah, or start of June, we get to see 53 back out there in the bullpen. Hopefully, yeah, and and, and turn up the AC. I thought Rock kind of put it well when he was saying basically when the when Britain went down and we all heard the news, it seemed like total disaster. It seemed like potentially career ending. You know, it seemed that bad seemed like his, all his trade value at the very least would be lost. At this point, it, you know, the way he's talking, the way Buck's talking, seems like, just hold your horses, he might be back sooner yeah. than you think, and he might be back to the Zach Britton that we know and love. So, uh, we're just about 20 minutes into our first podcast. I'm having so much fun, this is great. This is a good time, um, and we want to also hear from you guys as we go along. Hopefully, we're going to be doing about one of these a week. Uh, on the Masson All Access Podcast SoundCloud. Um, we're also going to be uh, shooting video as we do this so that you can see our beautiful faces as we go. I am the one without the beard. I'm the one that has a face for radio. Yeah. Um, I, you know, oh, hold your horses there, Bobby. Yeah, you're, yeah you're that's good. true. That's He's the a, reason I work behind the camera during Masson All Access, Paul. <laughs> you're a strapping young lad, Bobby. Uh, uh, but yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, wherever you find your popular podcast, so let's, we'll, we'll help you with the find Mass and All Access. Uh, we'll be doing two episodes a week, ideally. Mm-hmm. Now, opening day, obviously, is calls for a special one on a Thursday. But ideally, well, the schedule we're hoping to get it to is Orioles p- episodes yeah. on Tuesdays and Nationals episodes on Wednesdays, tackling both teams, Paul and I, throughout the season. So yeah. looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. We're going to have a number of guests, too. Hopefully, we'll yeah, uh, uh, local beat writers, other figures in the media, maybe a player, coach or so, um, our massinsports.com guest bloggers. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and so a whole bunch of different uh, looks on the team and for fans to kind of get different perspectives. Everyone yeah. has different thoughts and different views of the aura, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to talking to a bunch of different people. And who knows, we may even be able to drag an intern into the producer role so and be the producer for the producers. Yeah, that way you, know? you and I don't have to be clamming on our laptops while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, in a freezing room, by the way. I don't know why. Our you, boss, Olivia Witherwright, who's head of all social media here at Mass, and I'm sure you have heard her name or have seen her on camera before. Mm-hmm. Her, We're recording in her office, and it is freezing. Just frigid. Um, it's already, like, cold outside, yeah. like, unseasonably cold outside. I don't know why it's so cold. She here. needs to get, like, a little heater under her desk. I think this kind of public humiliation and shaming will probably get her to Yeah, it's also something. teasing because there's a, a sign on her door that says, let's go to the beach, beach. So yeah. it's like <laughs> she has warm thoughts, but she keeps her office freezing. I'm yeah. so confused. Yep, doesn't help. She has no windows. Come on. Anyway, that just about wraps up our first Mass in All Access Orioles podcast. As we mentioned, hopefully going to be doing at least one of these a week. Be sure to tune in everywhere and let us know what you think. Comment uh, on our SoundCloud. Comment when it gets posted on YouTube and Facebook whenever and wherever we post from. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Paul Mancano. He's Bobby Blanco. And we will see you next time. See you, buddy.